0: Like the rest of you, we're trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. And welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. Every day we find ourselves discussing many different topics, ranging from trending news to the state of our society as a whole. You name it, we probably talked about it. After many heated debates, we decided to expand and share our conversations with you and give them as well as give them to you from both a therapist and a social worker's point of view. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out and we ask that you uh, stay and become part of the tribe as well as participate in the conversations. So today, what we're gonna talk about is standards. Um, Mm. Unique and I have talked about many topics, you know, regarding standards that fall underneath the standards umbrella off camera, Um, you know, because both of us feel like in today's society, we tend to live, a lot of us tend to live a life, you know, free of standards where we find ourselves compromising ourselves, we find us find ourselves selling ourselves short or doing things that we otherwise wouldn't have done just to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that it was very imperative that we talk on this, that we speak on this topic um, to kind of, I guess, get the conversation going. Um, because I feel like when it comes down to it, uh, you have to have a standard. You have to have standards in everything that you do, mm-hmm. from business to personal relationships, to work ethic, like there has to be a standard that you either set for yourself or is clearly delineated for you so that you know what you're doing and that you're not lost or led astray.
1: Um, What do you think about that, Unique? I mean, I think you're right on and I'm trying to get the quote of who said it, but um, it's a quote out there that says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I don't know who said it. My mom used to always say it, but I know my mother did not <laughs> originate that. She's a smart woman, but I don't think that was, I don't think she coined that phrase, but I think it's true. Um, so many people look at the ultimate goal, but don't think about the steps that it takes to get there. And so they're willing to sacrifice their morals, their integrity, their values, um, because I have to get this, this goal or Meet this um, this presence, or I have to show up in this room. And when you sacrifice anything that costs you your morals, dignities, values, and standards, it's too expensive. And I think we've talked about that on several different episodes of how when you are sacrificing your personhood for something or someone or somewhere, like as far as a position, you got to really sit back and ask yourself, is it worth it? You know. Um. Yeah, that that's where I'll start. I'll start with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that um for me there have been a lot of you know we'll you know, I'll share an example. So there was um where I was working, and this lady who was an intern with us. She applied for, she pu- applied for a managerial position over myself and, and my coworker who was a, who was a therapist at the time. Mm-hmm. And so my supervisor at the time, you know, they had been discussing it secretively.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so they created the position. He gave her the position.
1: Mm. And
0: so gave her the position. She really didn't know anything, really didn't, uh, you know, because she, you know, like I said, she was an intern. The next thing you know, she graduated. Now she's supervising myself and this other therapist. Um, and so, again, you've never been a therapist before. So how can you manage or supervise me and how to in, in, in providing therapy to anybody? I'm mm-hmm. literally having to supervise you, supervise me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my thing is, you know, I have always been taught to respect the spot. I don't got to respect the person in the spot, but I got to respect the spot. And the reason I got to respect the spot because if the roles were reversed and I'm in the spot, I'd want people to follow me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one one of my friends that's in law school, he always says part of leadership is followership. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't you can't expect people to follow you if you're not willing to follow other people. So my thing is, you know, just personally, I hate to see people fail. Um, So because I hate to see people fail, you know, I always try to help. I always try to be supportive. I always try to be understanding, always try to come through for her. So then when. Um, another position came open. Um, that was a managerial position. There was, a, you know, this girl, we weren't we weren't friends, but we were cool. And so she was already working in that department. Mm-hmm. And so when I interviewed for the position, you know, I asked the the manager that was interviewing me for the position, uh, you know, and this was hindsight. You know, it was my heart was in the right place, but it was dumb, dumb. It was dumb financially. So I said, well, hey, you know, did you think of so-and-so for that position? Instead of you. Instead of me. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, she was so like taken aback that I said that, you know, that she didn't get, she gave somebody else the position. And so, you know, it's always funny how things work out because, you know, my, my whole thought process was, I know how I felt when someone else got something above me and I've been in this program working in this program since the program started Mm -hmm. and this person came in and came in and came from outside the program and got a position over me i know how that made me feel right and so because i know how that made me feel i would never want to inflict that upon somebody else
1: okay okay
0: and and so and so because i didn't want to inflict that upon someone else i talked myself out of position now again because I try to move with purpose and I try to move with standards and morals. God still blessed me with the position anyway, because like a year later, the person they hired, that the the manager hired instead of me, she quit. So then the position ended up being mine in the first place. So I could have, you know, stepped outside of myself, put myself first and and move without morals and move without standards and gotten a position. And the position shouldn't have been mine. It should have been somebody else's or I could have held true to my morals and values and moved in the direction I was supposed to move. And God bless me with the position anyway.
1: I agree with helping people out, but I think I'm learning just in this life, you know, working with people and um, being married is teaching me a lot about not expect not seeing things from how I would see them, but instead seeing them from the perspective of that person. And mm-hmm. so I say that because so many times we're like, Oh, cause if I were in that situation, I wouldn't have wanted it to be this way. When sometimes it's better to say, well, how does that per-? ask the person, how, how would you feel about that? You know, what does that look like for you? Is this something that you want to attain? And I think when we're talking about in the light of standards, not expecting us from other people. Me and you have talked about that. We've said that several times and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, famous people have said that it may have been popular, but I've learned not to expect how I would do something or how I would show up or what I would want in that situation to automatically be how someone else would show up. Um, And I think when you're talking about in, in the context of standards, So many times people show up, well, what would this person want me to do? As opposed to saying, I'm going to stick 10 toes down on my belief system. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to do what is required for the space or I'm going to kind of be like a moral chameleon and let go of what I have or let this slide in order to fit in and get ahead, regardless of the consequences of that hmm. Right. So in your situation, yes, this lady got promoted above you and didn't know anything. And then you vouch for somebody else. I don't think you were wrong. I think in some instances, you know, those people, one, should have been more assertive. If you don't know what you're doing, don't get in a position. But that's the mm-hmm. standard. Right. Yeah. Just to say, hey, um, I have the drive and motivation to work towards that title, but I'm not in a place where I am qualified nor ready to lead someone else, right? That That's just ethical, especially in what we do. Ethically yeah. speaking, I'm not in a place to do that, to serve in that capacity. That is not in my clinical wheelhouse yet. And then for the other person, I think if they wanted the position, a level of assertiveness would have said, spoke up. hey, this is a position, I know this is position is open. This is something that I'm interested in. Why would you even have to speak up for a person if they've been there for so long? It's, it goes to tell you why maybe they hadn't considered this person because they're not assertive enough to say what they want or need. Yeah, I mean, and that was
0: something that I had. Um, there was somebody I was friends with at the time, and that's what she said. She's like, well, maybe did you ever stop to consider that there was a reason why she wasn't being considered.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and, and so, and, and I mean, to me, this is my thing. You know, and this is how I, I live my life. What's for me is for me.
1: Yeah. What,
0: what God has blessed me, blessed to be mine is what's mine. And, and, and if it's mine, God has blessed, ordained it to be mine. There's mm-hmm. nothing that is going to come in between me and, and that thing
1: mm-hmm. or that
0: person, that position, that, that windfall, that boon, that blessing, nothing. If God has ordained it to be mine, then there's nothing that's gonna come in between me and that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in that time, you know, that position wasn't supposed to be mine. Right. Like it took her being there for little less than a year for it to be shown head and shoulders, I'm better than anybody else for that position. This position belong should be his. And mm-hmm. so I mean for a lot of us we we move with no standards because we don't even know what standards are.
1: Okay. Oof. I'm sitting here scrolling on my phone looking at what people classify as standards, because
0: And I mean when when you stop and you know, because I, I found a definition earlier. So the definition I came across was that standards provide people and organizations with a basis for mutual understanding. Um and and when you when you when you break that down and you really truly get to the root the root of that, everybody's on the same page. This is mm-hmm. this is the objective. These are the things that you need to do to complete this objective. So if you're trying to get a job, there are certain things that you have to have to be able to qualify for
1: that job. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is the rules to the game.
0: Yeah, rules to the game. But mm-hmm. the, thing, the thing that I've seen is that a lot of people will either, regardless, so like when you, you know, when you look at what standards are, standards can be applied across your life. The totality oh, of life. for every area. Yes, sir. For, yes, sir. For, every, for every avenue of your life, standards can be, is applicable. So Gotta when you be. when you have loose and flexible and malleable and weak standards, you know, but those you, are standards. Good. I think
1: based on your definition. No, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <coughs> well, when you when you when you have loose and flexible and just all over the place standards, you will get those type of results. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I feel like for a lot of people, they get into this mindset where. My standards are too high, and so because my mm-hmm. standards are too are too high in certain avenues. Because even like when I've watched mm-hmm. when I've watched some dating shows, you'll have some of these dating coaches say, tell women or tell guys your standards are too high. And I mean, to Wait, me, are we talking about
1: standards or preferences? Because I think these dating coaches, and I, I really, the word coach can be a little. Ugh. It gets a little grading on us because I think people life coaching and therapists think people think like that synonymous and they're not. not. Um, but that's another episode for another day. <laughs> I think when you hear, when I hear your standards are too high, a lot of times what you're saying is my preferences are not yours, therefore they're not relevant. Yeah. These are my preferences. Cause, see, I think standards and preferences—they get used synonymously too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want a, a certain look, a certain—I <clears throat> want to live in a certain house. I want a certain, you know, level of affluence. Um, I want to look a certain way. I want to feel a certain way. Those are preferences. Mm-hmm. These are things we give to, when we ask when we do an assessment or a treatment plan. We ask our clients, "What are your preferences?" Mm-hmm. Right. What do you what do you want? If you could just get these things in this therapeutic output, what do you want so that we can provide them to you to mm-hmm. our best ability? Yep. Now, the standard of care is different from the preference of care. Exactly. Right? A client. My standard of care is I'm going to first do no harm, um, duty to warn. I am going to be ethical, the HIPAA, your HIPAA rights. That's the standard that I'm going to oh, abide by those rules standard for the client standard. You're going to come on time. You're going to, you know, adhere to whatever the treatment plan goals and objectives are. So we we set the rules. We've set the standard and expectation for the encounter. Now the preferences for how those standards are met can be different. Yep, and cause, the pre- can, the, Cause the preference may be, Hey, I want to meet
0: three times a week. And that's not happening. You know, whereas the the standard says once a month. So, I mean, like, we have to meet. We just have have to meet. meet. We just have to meet. It doesn't say how many times, you know. Now, again, I, I do agree with you in regards to what you said. Like, people have to have a clear understanding of what standards are and what preferences are. And I think that for a lot of people, what tends to happen is, like you said, we use terms interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And then not only do we use terms interchangeably, but we do what's most convenient for us at the time. Mm. and And you know, like I had to tell my my niece um when she was you know she was upset, you know because some of the kids at school were not so nice to her and you know didn't want to play with her in x y and z, and I had to tell her, don't apologize for having high standards. you know people who want to be in your life will level up to get to reach those standards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we 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 what we tend to do is we tend to. Um, it's, it's no different than like in playing sports. People will play down to their talent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I'm a division one school and you're a division three school, I don't know if that's really a thing or not. Um, but, you know, we may, instead of, instead of playing you with our, with our starters, we may play our, our second or third string guys, mm-hmm. just to, just to balance out the talent. And that's not, that's not what life is when sure. we're operating and we're moving and we're, you know, just going in life. You have to set standards. You have to have a right and left limits, as my friend, as my friend Dan likes to say all the time. Got to have right and left limits, because when mm-hmm. I know my right and left limits are, I know what I can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. I know what I will and will not do. Yeah. But, but like I was saying earlier, when your limits are, when your, when your standards are very flexible and very loose, you will tend to just do all types of things. You'll yeah. compromise yourself um, instead of letting your talent or your work ethic or your personality or who you are, your overall character speak for you, you'll take shortcuts. Yep. You know, you'll you'll compromise yourself in other ways because that's just more convenient for you than putting forth the effort to allow the other things to shine first. And mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you see that you see that nowadays like with um, like with music and entertainment, you know, where um, Unique and I have talked about how a lot of, you know, entertainers will sometimes push a certain narrative because that's what's going to sell. They'll act a certain way because that's what's going to sell. Even if that's not the lifestyle that they live mm
1: -hmm. when the cameras are off.
0: Mm -hmm. They will push that narrative, push that lifestyle, because they know that's going to sell. That's going to put money in my pocket. That's going to put eyeballs on me. That's going to put likes on my Instagram, my Snapchat, my whatever social media it is. That's going to get people talking about me. And I mean, to me, at the end of the day, you again, if you do not have standards, if you don't value yourself, you will sell yourself for cheap. Yeah, And yep. I, I, we see that day in and day out. And I mean, like, I've worked a lot of jobs, you know, in my, in my 35 years of living, I've worked a lot of jobs. And in one of my jobs that I worked, um, people would say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the first time I heard that I was like if you're not cheating you ain't trying. I was like what does that even mean? And then I stopped one day and you know we were talking about it, and me and some of my friends were talking about it. And I mean, what they were basically saying is that you if you're putting forth the effort to really cheat and really get an edge or really get over, that means that hey, you really are trying to to get this accomplished. You're really trying to accomplish this goal, you know, meet this objective. So you really are trying at that point. And 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 hindsight, you know, being older, it does make sense. But again, to compromise yourself and compromise your integrity to get to the point to where you're cheating or doing something that is dishonorable, things that you shouldn't do, is it
1: really worth it at that point? And see, that's what I was about to say, because, I mean, this is how my mommy's always said, give uh, give 100% in everything that you do. Now, your 100% might not always, she would apply it to school, but she would say, your 100% might not always equal an A. Your 100% might be a B or a but you gave it your all to get to that. I think so many times we look at the effort that we put in and expect it to be someone else's effort. Like my effort is supposed to afford me this lifestyle. My effort is supposed to afford me this opportunity. And if it doesn't, then we start to compromise our effort. We start to compromise what we do so that my effort can look like somebody else's. But it goes back to what you said. What's for you is for you. Mm-hmm. Your effort is going to be matched with whatever God has in store for you. And if if it doesn't line up, you got a really question. Is it is it that I didn't put forth enough effort? Or is that just really what God didn't have for me? Like he doesn't he didn't design me to be in that position at that time. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it might not be forever.
0: But God's timing is perfect. Yeah. I mean and and that's where a lot of people a lot of people and I feel like one of the reasons a lot of people are willing to negotiate and 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 lower their standards is because they're trying to move on their time. Mm-hmm. They're trying to move on their time and and you know because and and that's something that we've talked about, you know, previously is the fact that a lot of people want to do everything microwavable rather than yeah. take the time to let things uh marinate and percolate and fully cook before we're ready to mm-hmm. eat. It we want yeah. to do everything in the time that it takes to make a hot pocket. Mm-hmm. And so because I want I want instant satisfaction, instant gratification right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I'm willing to sacrifice things that would otherwise take me a while to obtain. We got a culture full of junkies. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I've had this conversation with people on numerous occasions where you know, and I've had and I've had the same conversation with one of my clients, too, because that's her thing. Is she's always go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we can't always be go. Sometimes you have to stop. You have to plan. You have to prepare. You have to test. You have to, you know, retest, retest measure yeah. and then execute, you know, because, you know, life is about the journey. Now,
1: all the times we have to do that.
0: Yes, because you measure you measure twice, cut once. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and I've had this conversation with Khalil because that's how his mind works. Go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And like I had this, you know, I've had this conversation with him and numerous other people. Like we get caught up on in in life, we get caught up on two points in the journey, the start and the end. Not Mm -hmm. understanding that everything in between the start and the end prepared you for what was going to be at the end. Because, you know, if you you think about it, if you got picked up from where you if we all said, hey, I want to be an NBA player, you got grabbed Mm -hmm. as a kid and dropped into the NBA. You wouldn't make it. You did not make it.
1: Because
0: everything that you went through prepared you for where you were going to be at the end.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The standards
0: you set for yourself, the the things that were non-negotiable for you, because we've talked about that in previous episodes as well, setting non-negotiable things for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. these are things that you're not willing to budge on. For me as a standard, you know, we go into church. If we're together, just know we go every Sunday we go to church every Sunday that we're not in we're not at work or otherwise, you know, occupied. We go to church. Mm-hmm. We we
1: you know we're worshiping together because that's a standard for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's your standard and that's your priority. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody were to mesh the two, it, it would be standards and priorities, because what you prioritize, it becomes what you value and Mm -hmm. what you you create your rules around. And so we understand that rules are your standards. And so if I prioritize my faith, then I'm going to value things like church, um, like Christian communities, or just like religious communities, um, religious behaviors or disciplines, such as like worship and prayer and meditation and devotion. Um, and so then my standards will be around creating a lifestyle that will make room for my values and the things that I prioritize. Oftentimes we have it backwards. We will be like, "Ah, oh, no, I get it how I live it. But what are you getting? What is getting how you live it? What's the, what is that value in that? Because I'm 10 toes down. 10 toes down in what? Foolishness. And so because that's what they prioritize, they prioritize foolishness. I value things that, that are fools. And so when I have these baseless standards to say, oh, you know, I, I'm riding for the hood, I'm dying for the hood. A hood that you didn't contribute to, though. Or that you don't own. A hood that you don't own. A hood that don't
0: know you. Because even, even now, like when you look at a lot of these rappers who are catching these Rico cases, everybody is looking to see who's telling because the standard, the standard is that you're not going to tell. Everyone's going go to everyone's gonna go to prison. But the newsflash, everybody's not holding everybody's to that same home. standard. Somebody's going home. Somebody's going home. Like if you, and I think that um, what's his, there was a rapper, uh, he, he's in jail now in New York, uh, casting over two times. And he said that he's like, if you get caught in a RICO case, and you ain't doing, and you're not serving at least 20 years, you, some, you tell it. And so you're seeing a lot of people where they're accusing people of being snitches or telling because they caught police, and then they're being allowed to go home. But again, to me, again, standards are different.
1: But see, even, yep. even in these hood standards, right? Because I've I've heard this. I have a cousin who's in jail now, and. Cause I I, stitches, you know, snitches get stitches. I ain't telling. Like whatever happened, happened. And I'm like, but would the same standards? Like, would this with the people that you're vouching for? Would they do the same thing for you if they were put in the same situation? Nine times out of ten, they're not doing that. No, they ain't doing it because the loyalty is not. To you, the loyalty is to my family, to my hustle, to my getting ahead. And if if a person got to choose getting ahead over you going down, you going down every time.
0: Exactly. I mean, because DJ said the best one. He was like, he was like, most people are, are as loyal as the last time you fed them. Yeah. Now, now again, some people different standards. Their standards are: we, we committed a crime yep. together. We go into prison together. Yep. And I mean, to me, again, that's not that's not necessarily my preference because I'm a law abiding citizen. I don't commit
1: no I crime. You know, heaven, so, you know, I can't relate to none of that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that that's just I mean, to me, as 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 as, you know, like you said, your mom was saying in the very beginning of this episode, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. And for a lot of us, because we do not have a clear delineated right and left limit things to hold us accountable, because that's what standards do. They hold you accountable. They let Mm -hmm. you know what you're going for and what you're not going for, what's okay, what's not okay. These are things that you can use to guide you, and that Mm -hmm. you prioritize as things that you hold serious to yourself. Because as as Unique Mm -hmm. was saying, when something is important to you, you'll put forth the effort to adhere to it. Mm-hmm. you'll put forth the effort to, to 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 build upon and to and to stay close to it and not stray from it. And for a lot of people, again, you know, if you're willing to sacrifice certain things, it wasn't that serious to you in the first place. OK, it, it's no different than like when when people talk about. um, Oh, I want to work out. and I want to lose weight. You know, that's to, that's everyone's New Year's resolution. I want to get healthy. Mm-hmm. OK, how serious are you about getting healthy? Like, are you going to hold to it? Are you going to hold to it for a little bit? Or you you really serious about making a lifestyle change? Like mm-hmm. I I worked with a guy um some years back. He was talking about he wanted to join the military, and he wasn't a small dude. He was a big guy. Mm. And so he was talking about that, talking about it, talking about it. And I didn't believe him. I thought he was just just he was just running his mouth, you know, something to be saying. Mm-hmm. And then before I realized it, he had lost a whole person. Like literally lost a whole person. I mean, like, well, like a person and a half. Like wow. that's how, that's how much weight he lost because he was dead serious about what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like he set a standard for himself of I'm trying to make a better life for it for me and my mom and my brother. And he put forth the effort. He stuck to that. He stuck to that standard. If mm-hmm. it didn't have anything to do with me getting from here to there, I'm not doing it. I'm not going for it. I'm mm-hmm. not I, you know, he had stopped drinking. He had stopped eating junk food. Um, he was sleeping more consistently. Yeah, he was working every day, but he was putting forth the effort to do the things he needed to do in order to get himself in great shape in order for him to join the military.
1: Yeah, he prioritized his goal of getting into the military. And so his value system, you know, he valued his family, he valued what that was gonna require. And so it, it wasn't hard for him to say, I can't put that in my body anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, I can't. I can't socialize with this group of people anymore. I can't. What um, is the military? I can't have tattoos on my face and on my hands if I'm. This is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't do certain things because I have a place that I'm going that doesn't allow for that. But so many people, I think that it's something to be said. So mm-hmm. many people are aimless. That's why it's, when you're talking about creating a standard. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, and because that because that's what happens when you don't have a compass, because essentially your standards are a compass mm-hmm. that are leading you down the trail. If you have if you have no no compass to tell you which direction is north and which direction is south, which direction mm-hmm. is west and which is east, you're just walking in circles at that point.
1: Yeah. And then yeah.
0: anybody can come in and and steer you in a direction that you shouldn't be going into. Mm-hmm. And and it's very true, um, especially for kids, because for kids, you don't really start to develop standards for yourself until you hit like adolescence, like late teenage years, when you're starting to become an early adult. Prior to that, your parents set the standards for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. your parents
0: set the standards for you of a bedtime. your parents set the standards for you of how long you can watch t v how much you can watch t v what you what can't watch, watch on t v right <laughs> who who's whose house you're spending the night at like mm-hmm. your parents set those standards for you are you know and so a lot of times like when you when you when you see parents who do not have the the very like concrete standards you see things mm-hmm. of children who are out of control mm-hmm. You know, th- doing things like have you're 16 and you got a, a 20-something-year-old boyfriend.
1: Yeah. Oftentimes they end up on our couch because they ha- have uh, issues with impulse control and depression and anxiety because they didn't know, emo- have an issue with emotional regulation because they didn't learn those key standards early on in life that I got to have some self-restraint in order to make it through this life. I think one of the things we're working on with um, our daughter, she's eight and eight is a funny age. I don't remember eight like this, but I am sure enough learning a lot about eight year olds living with her, they are crazy, Um, but she is in the habit of doing things for the sake of doing them. So if we say, you know, Ruby, need you to wash the dishes. She doesn't care if the dishes are fully clean. She cares that they're finished, that I've washed them. But she gets frustrated because we go back and say, well, Ruth, you didn't do this. There's still food on the back of the plate. You know, there's like food, right? Like you didn't complete the task. Or we asked her, "Okay, put the dishes away from the dishwasher. And so she put dishes anywhere. You don't know where nothing is after she didn't put the dishes away. And then she gets mad when I say, rude. No, you got to take it out and redo all of the dishes. Well, I mean, i put them away. I care less about you putting them away and more about you doing it the right way. And so what I'm teaching her is a standard. It's about it's not about. The task at hand It's not about completion more than it's about the process that you're going to take to get there, because if you just rush to do it, you're going to have to keep repeating it over and over. But this is something I'm grounding in her at eight, because when she is a teenager, when she is in her early 20s and she's going to a job and the boss is there and he's, he's needing integrity, she'll have that because that's a skill. That was a standard that I said, this is a priority for me as a parent. I want my child to have a standard of anything worth doing is worth doing correctly. Not quickly, not the shortest route possible, not um, inefficiently. In order to be efficient, in order to be swift, I do it correctly. But yeah. that's something that a lot of people, when you hear it, they're like, um, I work fast, I, you know, or and I started they were like, I work smart, not fast, or whatever they say. I work smart, not hard. Smart, not hard. But is it efficient? Is it, an, is it correct? Because I haven't been, you know, a manager of people. I had a lot of employees who did things fast. But I had to give them tell them to come back. And you said, I'm talking about 20 and 30-year-olds. Sometimes 50-year-olds. But you, that's not the right way. So now you've made more work for yourself because not only do you have to do it again, now you have to undo the mess that you've already caused. You got to you got you to gotta clean up. You got to work
0: twice as hard because you got to clean up your mess that you initially did. not, And then you got to go back and do the job correctly. Exactly. And I mean, you the, what, what you just described is what um, my man, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I, mm-hmm. I was watching uh, him on on YouTube and he was talking about um, people sitting in math class. He's like, you're sitting in math class and you're everybody's had the same question. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is an astrophysicist. Um, and he's an author as well. And so, um, he was like, you know, everyone sits in math class and we're all thinking the same thing. When am I going to use this math? When am I going to need to know, you know, the Pythagorean theorem, When am I going to have to be able to use, you know, pi and X, Y, and Z. And he was like, it's not the fact that you have to learn it. It's the fact that you having to learn the processes to complete the math is applicable to other facets of your life. Because, the process he, he exactly because the processes that you that go into solving complex math go into you know solving other complex problems in your life problem solving being able to pull mm-hmm. the problem apart to be able to attack it from different angles those are all things yeah. that we all learn in life I'm, I remember being in school and um what was that uh PEMDAS you know, parentheses, mm-hmm. exponents, multiplication, addition, uh, dang. It's yeah. Subtraction. And, subtraction. and when, you know, and it was called the order of operations, the reason it's called the order of operations, because when you mm-hmm. solve the problem, you had to use those particular, that particular order to solve the, the, the problem. And that's, and it's a, standard. it's a standard. So when you apply that to other facets of your life, you know, everything has an order. Everything has a sequential way that it's supposed
1: to be done. The thing I said this to my dad last week, he and I were talking about again. And I was saying, you don't realize as a kid all that you're taking in. Mm-hmm. And yes, you become wiser. But I said, the thing about growing older is all of those lessons now have context. Yes, they do. I feel like I'm so smart now as an adult, and I'd be like, "Dang it, I was, I was not, I wasn't this smart while I was learning all of this stuff. It was really hard. But now that I'm having to redo it again with her, I'm like, wow, because I have the context to go with." Why you solve math problem using the order of operation, why you have to use punctuation, and why you have, well, like, how science works. And so her little mind, I could see her little wheels turning in her frustration. She's like, Well, mommy, this is, I'm never even gonna use this again. I was like, You think that, but you will. And I've, I've been trying to be intentional about, like, in math, math is not her favorite subject. She's brilliant at it, but she doesn't think she is. And so the reason being is because of the way her brain works. She's very logical. And for her, she's like, math is not, I don't see it anywhere. I can read. I see the words. I see how it comes together. Science, okay, I see how that comes together. Math, it's just a bunch of numbers. I don't see how it comes together. But then we'll be driving down the road and I'm like, well, look at the speed limit. A speed limit tells you how fast you'll get there in an hour. She's like, I didn't think of it that way. I said, it comes together, but I think sometimes that's that context of why things are the way that they are. We don't, if we don't have the context, we don't always want to adhere to the standard because we say, well, it could be done a different way. But anything taken out of context is going to be a mess, right? It's going to be misunderstood, it's going to be misappropriated. And so, the goal is for the ones who are wiser who do have more experience is to put that context in there and say this is why we do things the way that we do them this is why um, when i was working in corporate america i would tell people i worked in a substance abuse clinic and i would tell people when we get it, say it the same way every single time we them the exact same way people are like why can't i just greet them the way i want to Because that's our standard. When people come to us, I want them to know that this is what they can expect from us and this is what we're expecting from them. So, And I had to provide that context to my staff members. It's not just the new person. It's not just the body in the bed. This is somebody's life that we are intentional about transforming and they've graced us with that opportunity and so in return we want to make sure that we're communicating we understand that and we're going to give them a level of excellence that we can afford so i i just think it's important to give that context when you're talking about setting a standard or creating rules or um coming up with a guide to live by why do you want to live by this going to afford you in the long run? How does this shape or impact the world around you? How does this impact your world? Um, And then how does this change you? What's the trickle-down effect for you?
0: Yeah, I think that for a lot of people, they don't really map out first, second, third-order effects. For a lot of people, they think Mm -hmm. I want something and so because I want something, I'm willing to do anything to get it. And anything mm-hmm. if that's your if that's your thought process of any by any means necessary, that means again you'll sell yourself for cheap mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I think that for for a lot of people when you go into things with a mindset of by any means necessary you're you're always going to come up short because again, what you were supposed to have required effort required. Discipline required consistency required an investment of time energy and everything everything that is you know that is needed in order to to achieve greatness mm-hmm. because when you um, When when you when you work for something you appreciate it more when you when you actually earned it through effort of through, through effort and through the sheer You know through the sheer willpower that you you, you put into something and I think mm-hmm. that for a lot of people because for whatever reason their thought process is just by any means necessary. I gotta get it how like you said, I gotta get it how I live. And again, you will find yourself, you know, going in the wrong direction or still working towards, you know, reaching reaching that goal because you're because you're because there's gonna be roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after roadblock,
1: because you went about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. 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 I think one of the things that you pointed out goes back to, like, what you were telling your niece. Um, we've we've made exclusivity such a no-no word. You know, it's exclusive in here. We've made it such a dirty term. But there is some merit to exclusivity. You, In order to be exclusive, that means I have higher requirements and the standards are a little bit more rigorous. I mean you can't get in here but in order to be over here you got to be willing to match the effort to get in here right um i think people were outraged because the delta sky club they changed their rules mm. they changed their standard of what you had to pay to get in that bad boy and i was reading through it because people were like it was such an outrage i was like let me read it and see what it's about what they were saying is because we aim to give a, a a level of excellence, then we are requiring a higher price in order to receive said excellence, which I don't think is a bad thing. I I agree. So many times we want people to be standardless in order to appease us who don't want to adhere. You you just you want to be lazy. Instead of just saying, oh, they want too much, maybe, just maybe, it could be that's something that I aspire to. Therefore, I'm willing to put in the effort like your friend did, the man who lost all the weight. I'm willing to put in the effort to attain that location or that destination or that goal. Too often, people are not taught to reach for those things.
0: I I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think that for, you know, for a lot of us, we don't really value ourselves enough. And so, and I've said this this numerous times, you know, when you value yourself, there's just some things you're just not willing to do. And so, you know, as as I said in previous episodes, access to you is a privilege. Access to be around you is a privilege. It's not something that's, it's not something that, everyone has a right to and so when you when you view yourself mm-hmm. your time your energy as exclusive limited edition one of a kind there's some things you're just not gonna you're mm-hmm. just not gonna go for you know for me my time mm-hmm. is precious mm-hmm. to me like that's one of the, that's one of the few mm-hmm. things there's a couple things i'll fight you over you wasting my time i'll fight you about that. Mm-hmm. like i legitimately will put hands on you and so for me Okay. Oh he's, in in
1: he's kidding. He's kidding. I'm not. He's not condoning violence on this podcast. <laughs> he's not condoning violence on this I'm not, I'm, I, I am. podcast. I am not kidding. I don't have no bail money. I don't have
0: no bail money. Like that is something that, you know, because for me, I have a, I have a standard in that. I work hard and I'm going to give right. you any task that I put my name to or that I'm assigned to. I'm going to give it my full and complete and undivided attention. Mm-hmm. And so, because mm-hmm. I'm going to give a task that, that level of attention, that level of detail, again, don't waste my time. Be a good steward of, of my time and be mm-hmm. respectful of my time and we won't have no problems. But when we, I think that for, for so many of us, yeah. like, like I said, we, we have to have that, that conversation at the, at the onset of things. Who I, who am I? By having that conversation of who, I, who, mm-hmm. who I am and, mm-hmm. and, and what I want and what I hope to achieve you can kind of map out what your standards are going to be in order to get to that point. Because if if not, if you don't have that conversation with yourself at the onset, because I had this conversation with one of my clients. Um, she fashions herself as a musician. And one of the things that she keeps harping back, to, going back to over and over and over again is I don't want to sell myself. And so I asked her, she kept saying it one day. And I just, what do you mean sell yourself? I don't want to compromise my, my morals and my standards and find myself sleeping to the top. And I'm like, w- where, where did that come from? Like, why did we go from making music to sleeping, yourself, sleeping your way to the top? Dang. You know, like, why was that even a thought? But in her mind, that's what a mm-hmm. lot of people do is she, she feels that regardless if it's, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping, that's sleeping, 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 sleeping your way to the top, there's a compromise that occurs. You know, because when you know we sat down and we, you know, we were unpacking mm-hmm. you know, unpacking mm-hmm. exactly what she was saying, that's what, that's what she was meaning was there's going to be some compromise of in some way, shape or form, that is going to occur. And when that compromise occurs, there's going to be a mm-hmm. shifting of morals, a shifting of values, a shifting of standards that that mm-hmm. that is engaged in order to accomplish accomplish that goal that you're trying to accomplish, that you otherwise would not have have yeah. have, have even done. You know, had you not been willing to settle or compromise yourself?
1: you know, I think people when people literally see your standards and morals, they won't they're not going to ask you to do certain things. yeah, for sure, but when when you give people option, to option like when you make it as optional, people will treat them as much, like we give people permission to treat us. However, we want to be treated, right? Yeah. For your client who was just like, "Oh, I don't want to. I'm not sleeping my way to the top." If she went in, um, she was pretty settled going in. This was communicating to people, "Oh, I do that. You know, I don't have meaningless sex for favors. I don't exchange sex for favors. Then people aren't even gonna come to her in that regard. Don't do that." Just not what she does. It it would be like for me, I've been vegetarian for most of my life. I wouldn't expect to go to someone's house who knows me and say, Well, I made chicken, that's all I got to eat, and expect me to just dive in. Roger Mel, what probably do um, But you, other than you, Roger you no, eat, you're eating this chicken? I ain't making nothing else. You eating this chicken. I'm, I'm not. See, you see what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? See what? Exhibit A, ladies and gentlemen. Standard I, list. No, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But most people, because they know my dietary, um, my lifestyle, when we go to a restaurant, I've had friends to say, hey, I'm sending you the menu early because I know your convictions, and I just want to make sure you're going to have something to be comfortable with. And I feel honored even to this day. This is 20 some odd years later. I feel honored when somebody is just like, hey, is there something up here that you'll be able to eat that you can be comfortable with? That's a standard that people know. I'm not booted on. It don't matter what's on I'll take water and rice, please. Thank you. You got some buns back there? I'll eat that. I'm good. But people know that. And I, I just think if you when whenever you start compromising or making allowances or making the exception, you give people permission to do the same thing. Um, And I think this is something we see in females a lot of times. It's hush hush with guys. But I think with females, women in general, when it comes to advancement, Sex is often brought up. I was into this, surprising. That's not surprising. But I was accused of sleeping way to the top. Um, and that's how I got my position. And I was so offended. And it was a male who was my superior. He was just like, well, everybody knows it's a lie. Why are you so offended by this statement? I was like, because I pride myself in being someone Who has strong work ethic? Who goes? Who you know puts in the dedication to get where she has, and to have it be cheapened by something that I do? I was like, I feel like that's disrespectful for women. I people are used to women doing less things to get, and then they get up to the top. And whatever status or position they've earned it's cheapened because it's just like, well, I really put in the effort picture. You didn't do what you needed or what was required to maintain that status.
0: For sure. I mean, those, those are definite those are definite things that, again, you know, standards just don't apply to just one part of your life. And and that's why I think that having standards mm-hmm. is so important. Because if you have standards in one part of your life, you'll set standards in other parts of your life, and you become a person with true convictions. Mm-hmm. You become mm-hmm. a, you you become a person that has drive, that has purpose, that has uh, focus. Um, and you're not a person that's just drifting aimlessly. You mm-hmm. exactly. You have a per- you're a person has morals. Yeah. Um, and you you have you are a person that. Will not be easily distracted by by the background noise or the things to the periphery. Um, for a lot of us, you know, like as as you were just saying, like even when it comes to romantic relationships, by having standards from the onset, and we talked about this in the relationships episode. By having standards in the onset of mm-hmm. what you are expecting, this is what I'm expecting as from from yeah. my mate. This is what I'm expecting from my partner. Your partner mm-hmm. knows what knows what the rules of the game are. When they, start, when they sit down and start playing it versus you guys just both go into a blonde. You don't know, you don't know what they're expecting. They don't know what, what you're expecting and you're just going at it. Now you've got chaos. And for a lot of us, I think that that is where... Mm-hmm. Now you're frustrated, right? Exactly. That is where we, we, we fall apart in our relationships because there were no rules. There were no guidelines. There was no regulations. There was no right and left limits. There was no you know direction. It was just, you're just drifting aimlessly in the wind. And so to avoid that type of, of chaos and that type of dilemma and that type of those type of problems over yourself, it's just important that you set standards for yourself and hold true to those standards. No matter how how complicated or more how mm-hmm. how convenient it may be to, you know, to uh, yeah. compromise yourself or compromise your standards in the long run, you will you will thank yourself for holding true to your convictions and, and what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. You problem know, yourself that much more with clear guidelines. You know, you end up doing more damage in the long run to yourself, your goals. You set yourself back from reaching said goal. Following through a standard is always best practice, even if you're not religious. I think we talked about religion and spirituality on here. But you can have a standard by that says, you know what, this is what I'm going to do no matter what, you know. Um, and I think your standards are as good as they help you to be the best version of yourself. I do want to say that if you just have a standard for having a standard set and it's not benefiting you or helping you be the best version of yourself, you may want to reconsider that standard. Mm-hmm. Most Definitely i think we that just, um because we've we know you we go ahead no go ahead finish your thought. no i was saying you know you have we we know plenty of people who have standards in dating oh especially women i, I unfortunately hear it with women women guys have their standards too she gotta have ways she got hair You know, make this much, and just like be the best version. Is that ultimately getting you what you want? So, which is somebody I am? I assume be somebody that will love, care for you, the person that you deserve to be treated like. Standards which are really math. Those preferences as standards can get in the way of your true happiness. So if you find that your standard is getting in the way of your happiness or health, reconsider. Is this a preference that's as a standard?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think that it's important that you as you start to matriculate and move and and move in purpose because I believe in doing everything purpose, mm-hmm. purposively. Um you, as mm-hmm. you're moving, moving in your journey, you start to reevaluate what the standard needs to be. Can the standard be negotiated? Can the standard mm-hmm. be relaxed a little bit? Um, now, I'm not saying throw it away, but mm-hmm. for, you know, like you may go into a situation and, you know, your thought process is that you know, I'm going to do this, 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 this. you know, I'm like, say, you know, like my friend that was deciding he was wanting to lose weight and get in shape. He may have the thought process. I'm going to work out every single day. That may Mm -hmm. be his standard initially, but then as he gets into it, he starts to lose the weight. He may not have to work out every day. It may need to be every other day or, 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 or twice a Mm -hmm. week or three times a week, because now it's, he's in shape. He just needs to maintain so it's things like that that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's always important to revisit what your standards are once you have set them and once you started to move in a in a in a in a in a mm-hmm. in a particular direction. Um, but we're coming up on time. So we're going to we're going to yep. end the conversation here um, in closing. You know, I, I want I challenge all of our listeners to be bold enough to set standards and, you know, for your life and be okay and brave enough to say thank you, but no thank you and be willing to chuck the deuces to anything or anybody that doesn't meet them. You know, too often Mm -hmm. what we will tend to do is we will get scared or we will start to second guess ourselves because we're afraid of the unknown. And being afraid of the unknown will keep you in place Mm -hmm. and keep you from living out your purpose because you are afraid of what may come because it doesn't it it may it may seem strange or it may seem out of the ordinary for you
1: it doesn't look like what you planned out Mm -hmm. yeah be willing to risk being alone rather than being in places that don't serve you
0: for sure most definitely um so this is try not to overthink it signing out um we ask that if you like this episode, um, you check us out on YouTube. We can be found at Try Not to Overthink It on YouTube. Um, we can also be listened to um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, and if you happen to stop by the, the YouTube channel, we ask that you like, share, subscribe, turn your notifications on. That's a small thing for you. It's a great thing for us. And we ask that you know you become part of the tribe and participate in the conversations. But until next time, I'm RJ.
1: I'm Unique.
0: And we'll catch you in the next episode. See you later.